0: So this is Philippians 2. And I'm going to start with verse 12 to 18. So do everything without grumbling. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am, glad to, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me.
1: It's fantastic. Thanks, Chris. If you're new, get yourself one of these water bottles. I promise you, they come in handy. They look smart. Well, If you've been following us for the last uh, few weeks, you'll know that we'll be looking at the book of Philippians. And if you're new here today, then we're gonna be looking at Philippians 2 as Chris read to us this morning. And Paul, the context um, is Paul is in prison. He's in prison, he's chained up to a Roman guard and he's uh, writing to the church that is in Philippi. Philippi is a Roman colony. And the the citizens there, the people who live there, are it's, although it's in Greece, qualify for Roman citizenship, which is pretty um, neat. It's a good thing to have. It's highly favored. We learned over the last few weeks that people would pay a lot of money to be uh, a Roman citizen because you get all of the, it's like having a healthcare card, right? You get all the perks and the benefits of being a part of the Roman citizen. Um, the the Roman colony. And so Paul is teaching the Philippian church here that although it's good, we've learned that Paul says it's even better being a citizen of the kingdom of God. We learned a few weeks ago that um, in Philippians chapter one, verse 27, there's a word there, which means in verse 27, whatever happens, conduct yourself. Politeum means, live, literally means, live like a citizen. Be a good citizen, not of the Roman Empire, but be a citizen of the kingdom of God, which is way, way, way better than anything that we can possibly imagine or want to achieve here on earth. Just be, live like a citizen of the kingdom of God. Paul is encouraging us to have the, the right mentality The right perspective of kingdom living. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? To take your eyes off the things of the world and to focus on God. Remember, Paul's in prison here. He's chained up. He doesn't know what's going to happen with his life, whether he's going to be executed or not. And this joy that Paul has, we learned at the beginning that the letter of Philippians is known as the epistle of joy. This joy that Paul has doesn't seem to fit in his circumstances. How has he got so much joy in his life? We also learned that Paul, as he sat there in chains, there are people around him coming to know Jesus Christ. It says in the end of Philippians, he says, I send my greetings to the Philippian church, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Those from Caesar's household are sending greetings to the church in Philippi. There are people, I don't know who they are, soldiers or whoever, the kooks, are becoming Jesus' followers. And I suggest most likely because of Paul's circumstances, because Paul is sharing and living out the life of Jesus Christ in everything he's done, regardless, despite of his circumstances. If there's anything we've learned from the book of Philippians is that the Christian life is real. It is authentic. It is life-changing. It really works. To have Jesus Christ living in and through us is real. Real. This is the beauty of the letter to the Philippians. It changes us. In Jesus, there's joy, there's life, there's fellowship, there's love. And so how do we know this to be true other than reading the Bible? Well, Paul tells us today in today's passage that this living, this right living should be visible for all people to see. We can't hide it. If we are living for Jesus Christ, it should be visible. It says like stars shining in the universe. People should be able to see our joy, that life of Christ in us. Our joy should be visible to those around us. If I was to shine my own awesomeness, it would be pretty bleak. If I was just to go out there and, you know, radiate me, Nobody would care, it would be bleh. So it's a good job I have Jesus Christ living in my life so I can bring glory and honor to God. Jewelers always put their jewelry on a, like a black velvet background so that the jewelry stands out. And as Christians, Paul is saying, We, with the life of Christ, should be standing out around in our circumstances. And that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. How do we shine and radiate that life of Christ uh, around us? And the first thing Paul says is this, work out your salvation in verses 12 to 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Paul says, work out your salvation. Therefore, therefore, we have to ask the question, why is it therefore? Therefore, in light of the previous passages, in light of the fact that we are citizens of the kingdom of God, in light of the fact that we are united together as one family. It says in chapter two, verse uh, two, "Be like-minded." We ought to be one mind. We ought to be together. The word "like-minded" is phroneo in the Greek phroneo, which means to be single-minded, to have one mind, have the same mind of Jesus Christ. In light of being citizens of Christ, in light of being in the same mind of Christ, in light of the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross, we looked at those verses last week. Jesus humbled himself in the middle of chapter two there. By being made nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, he became in human likeness. And he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross Jesus came down to earth as a man. He lived fully God, fully man. He died on that cross so that our sins can be forgiven. And it says in verse 11, that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. In light of that fact, Paul says, therefore, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. When we put our trust in Jesus Christ, continue to work it out. Now, I need to be very clear here. What does it mean by work out your salvation? I'm going to be very clear in that there is only one salvation. We've learned there that Jesus died on that cross. It is John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Salvation is by grace alone through faith alone. We can all agree upon that, right? Okay, good. Okay, we can all agree upon that, right? Okay, good, whew, okay. There's only one way of being, salva- of being saved through Jesus, by our trust in Jesus, to, to believe in your heart and to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. But what happened in our past works itself out in our present and in our future. There are three tenses of salvation. We have the past, which is the complete justification. These are theological words that you may not understand, but let me quickly tell you, justification, our past, it is when we put our trust in Jesus and our sins are forgiven. And our present, the present tense of salvation is ongoing sanctification, that I'm continuing to grow in my likeness of Jesus Christ. I'm continuing to grow in my holiness and future glorification. One day we're going to be in heaven with God. The way I probably communicate it is we have three types of life in Jesus. We have new life, which is our past. We were born again. We have abundant life, the life we're living now in Jesus. And we have eternal life in heaven one day. Past, present, future. And I think Paul is saying here, If you're saved in Jesus Christ, keep walking the walk. Keep growing in Christ, this sanctification. Paul is saying that you need to keep growing in Christ, to keep having the mind of Christ, to have that discipline of growing in Christ. Keep working out your salvation by growing in your sanctification. Keep the faith, Paul would say, or stay strong or keep reading your Bible. I love the fact that we had Chris and Lindsay there all passionate about the Bible. And you can see it literally affecting their family in one month. They read the Bible together and the little kids are reading their Bible together as a family unit. They're all reading the Bible together, growing in their love of the Lord. Paul is saying, just keep on going, keep journeying, keep growing in Christ. The good news is this though, for it is God who works in you and will and act according to his good purpose. We're not doing it in our own strength, but God is working in and through us so that we can grow in Jesus Christ. For it's God who works in you. And this helps me understand what we looked at last week. Philippians 2 verse 5, your attitude should be like that of Christ Jesus. Well, How can I have an attitude of Christ? How can I think like Christ? How can I live like Christ? It is God who works in and through me. And so there are two options in life. We either dedicate our lives to live like Jesus Christ or we we don't. We decide to live for other things. Our attitude should be like that of Christ. We have to think and live like Christ. The problem is our human nature pulls us away from that. And we have an illustration here this morning, I think, of how we can choose to live like Christians. We can either live for Jesus and have a mind of Christ, or we can live for the world around us. But it's not possible to do both. When Paul says, I want you to work out your salvation. I want you to keep growing in Jesus every day. We have a choice. You know, the Bible teaches us that we should follow Jesus. Which one's bigger? This is, Jesus is always bigger. This is Jesus. This is the world. Jesus is bigger than the world, right? Jesus says, come follow me. Oh, I love, I love coming to church. Church on a Sunday morning, so nice. We come and we worship the songs. I'm gonna follow Jesus. I'm gonna decide to live my life for Christ. And we dedicate our lives and we come to church on a Sunday. But I also like to smoke those pot plants, right? <laughs> it's like church is great, right? So we, we, can't, we can't do both things. Well, perhaps for a little bit you can. I'm gonna follow Jesus, but I wanna smoke some of that marijuana, okay? <laughs> Then you might say, do you know, I, I love reading the Bible in a year. Oh, it's so good. You know, and I'm listening to Nikki, and then, you know, his wife comes on at the end and gives some little blurb and I'm like, oh, it's so good. Listen to the radio. Oh, look at me. You know, and he might put it on Instagram. You know, having coffee, reading the Bible. woo, oh, look at me. Okay, I'm going to read the Bible. yay, yeah, I love it. But then, do you know what? I also like a bit of gossip. You know, you, you never guess. What that such and such a person did the other day, a bit of gossip's good, right? It gets us all, you know, a bit of gossip over here is good as well. And you okay, you can do it for a little bit. But are we really growing in Jesus? And perhaps we like to do other things. You know, we like to uh we love I love prayer. I love spending time with Jesus in my life, and I just want to like just do some do some prayer. I like spending time with God in life. But I also like pornography as well, right? Which is over here. And it starts to pull you apart. And you can't do both. You can't live for Jesus fully, wholly, completely, and decide we want to follow the, the things of the world that gives us pleasure for a moment in time. comes to a point where I cannot physically do both things. Well, which way are we going to go in life? I'm going to follow Jesus, work out my salvation, and keep growing in Christ, have the mind of Christ, live like Christ. I'm going to live for the world. At some point, we've got to make a decision. Paul is saying, hey, live like Christ. Keep growing like Christ. Keep going. We're not there yet. We're not perfect. keep making mistakes. But keep following Jesus. It comes to a point where you follow Jesus so much the world, you just can't get there, right? Where are we in our Christian faith? The world and the Bible don't always go in the same direction. Paul is saying, train your mind to follow and to live like Jesus Christ. Are we allowing God to work in and through our lives so that we continue to grow and have the mind of Christ and grow as disciples of Jesus Christ? Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Continue to be transformed. Continue to grow in Jesus and when we do that, the world will notice because we are like a star in the galaxy. We will we'll just, we'll be different. We'll be radiating the glory of God all around us. So how can we have a mind of Christ? How can we keep growing in Jesus Christ? Well, Paul encourages us for it's God who works in and through you. This is the good news because it is God who is consistent and we all look the same. We have one God working in our lives. So, how can we grow and be more like Jesus Christ? Well, the first option is that we have the Holy Spirit working through our lives. How can we be more like Christ? The Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit of Jesus in me. I said this last week. If I, you said to me, I want you, Taylor Swift, right? She's poorly one day, she's ill, she's got the flu. And she rings me up and says, Simon, can you do my concert for me tonight in Toronto? i am like, yeah, I can have a go, Taylor. Come on, let's, let's have a shot, right? And I'm going there and I'm dancing, got my microphone. Hey, I've got my microphone, Brad. We can do this, right? Go, I'm like, yeah, just dancing on the stage there, you know, like, <laughs> however Brittany does her dancing, you know? Whatever she does, I've never seen a concert. But imagine that, right? I couldn't do it because I'm not Taylor Swift. You know, I would embarrass myself a little bit. Or if William, you know, you asked me to write uh, a book like William Shakespeare. I couldn't do it because I don't have that gift. If you asked me to live a life of Jesus Christ, by myself, I couldn't do it because I'm not Jesus. But if I had the spirit of Taylor Swift in me, then perhaps I might be able to sing like Taylor Swift, right? With a dress or whatever, fit in there. (laughs) If I had the spirit of William Shakespeare in me, perhaps I could write a sonnet like him. Perhaps. But do you know what the Bible says? We have the spirit of Jesus Christ living in us, working in us, sanctifying us, making us like him. Every day. It's not about me, it's about Jesus. It's not about my life, what I want, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus working in me to make me more like him daily. It's not about my self-promotion on social media or anything like that. My life is new because of the shedding of Jesus' blood. Philippians 1 reminds me of this. Paul says, of all the words Paul could have used to the Philippian church, an apostle of Christ. You know a leader of Christ. He doesn't he says this, Paul a servant of Jesus Christ. Paul's life is dedicated to Christ. Even Christ himself, we learned last week, he says in chapter 2, by making by taking the very nature of a servant. Even Jesus Christ was a servant to the will of his father. The word servant there is doulos and by definition Servant a slave can be permanently devoted to do the will of another. Jesus is modeling, sorry, Paul is modeling the lifestyle of Jesus Christ. And he says the Holy Spirit empowers me to live that life of Jesus Christ. I don't have social media for that reason. I never really have because I don't want to promote myself ever. I always want Jesus Christ to be Glorified. How can I stay humble? Well, I just don't. What's one way I can get rid of is social media. I want Christ to be glorified for Jesus to live in and through my life. How did Jesus live? By pleasing God and loving others. By bringing glory to God and loving other people. Paul is telling us if we allow the spirit of Jesus to fill us daily, if we train our minds to be like-minded and continue to please God and love others, and we can start living like the life of Jesus Christ in all things. Continue working out your salvation. Holy Spirit lets us do this. Other ways that we can continue working out our salvation and growing in Christ is just being part of the community by living um, around influential Christians. That's my second point in there. That's my second point. It's my second point. Okay, there we go, living with Christians around us. We can do that. When we are influenced by other like-minded Christians, we kind of, as I in iron, I in the Bible says, and my third, and there's a whole bunch of reasons, but here's some, there's another one, is that if we are just obedient to the word of God, when we are obedient to the word of God, we see this life transforming book transform our lives. As we've seen this morning with Chris and Lindsay in the family, how can Paul, who was in prison, chained to a Roman soldier whose life might be forfeit? How can he write to live as Christ and to die as gain? How can Paul write, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord always? How can Paul write? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. How can Paul write these things? Because Paul had an attitude and mind of Christ and knew that God was continuing to work in his life. Paul's joy was not in his happenings, but in Jesus. So he says in verse 14, Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you will shine like stars in the universe. My second point this morning is this. Shine like stars. Paul says, work out your salvation. Keep working it out. Keep growing in Christ. And then you will shine like stars. The logic of Paul's letter always goes from doctrine to application. Know what you believe, then ask what difference does it make in my life? Work out your salvation, let Christ keep transforming you. And then he says, do everything without complaining and arguing. Oh, that's the blessing of a pastor right there, right? So easy to complain. We, We had a real catastrophe this week, like on a scale of like on one to five, five being the worst. It was like a, a level five. The coffee machine broke. Um, <laughs> just gone. It wasn't just one of the kind of rubbish coffee machines. It was one of the good ones, right? The one that makes all the, the milk frothy and things. Just gone. Broke. So we've got some serious like, uh, conversations to have next week on how we fix this. I could have grumbled and complained. I could have done that. But I thought I'd be the bigger man, and I didn't. But it, it, was so, it could have been so easy to complain. We like to complain. We have many reasons why we can complain. But Paul says, don't complain. Because, you know, the world will just see that. Instead, we ought to be children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. Just because the crowd does something or has a certain attitude, we should not follow the crowd in that way, but stand out. It's so easy to be be conditioned to the people around us. Paul is saying, stand out, don't complain. Shine like stars in the universe. When we have, Christians have the best message to share in the world. We have the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have life with Jesus now and for all eternity. Paul is saying, share it. Shine like stars. That's why we're seeing people in the palace of Rome coming to Christ. Because all of a sudden they're like, we want this life that this man in chains has. Holy Spirit is working in me. He's working in Paul. Because I want to have that disciplined life of Christ, Paul is saying people are seeing the glory of God radiating in his life. The question is, in our lives, are people seeing the life of Christ radiating out of us in our circumstances, whatever that might be? Or are we grumbling about life? Are we having a bellyache about something? When people see us, what do they see? Us grumbling or the life of Christ shining out of us? When we meet a homeless person on the street, do they see the light of Christ leaving out of our lives? When we go to work and perhaps we don't want to be there, do they see our work colleagues, the life of Christ radiating out of our lives? When we play soccer, and, you know, we can get a little bit hot-headed, perhaps, or do they see the life of Christ? I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Peter. You know, are we, do, they talk, do they see the life of Christ radiating out of our lives? Where has God placed you? Maybe you're on circumstances that aren't always healthy or you don't enjoy. Don't conform, contrast. Allow the glory and the majesty of Christ, just to radiate out of your life. And then Paul finally says, just rejoice with me. But even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all so that you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Back in our first week, I said that the word joy in various forms is running through the book of Philippians. But Paul's circumstances do not match that joy. But Paul says, even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering, even if my life sucks from a human point of view, I'm going to rejoice in this because it is profitable for God. What is happening is is for God. Good things are coming out. There's fruit coming out of my circumstances. The Philippian church are being encouraged. The people around Paul are being encouraged. Paul says, you too can be encouraged in my sufferings because it's for God. What an attitude I have. My goodness, this Paul, what a guy because he's got the mind of Christ. Not I, but Christ. And so Paul says, please delight in my sufferings. So in conclusion, I just want to summarize and say, Last week, we saw this powerful picture of Jesus Christ. How he came and humbled himself as a man. Fully God, fully man. and died on that cross so that if we trust in him, we may have life. Paul says, if you have that life, if you trust in Jesus, just keep growing in your faith. Keep working out your salvation. Shine like stars in the universe so that God may be glorified and people may be loved. And continue rejoicing with the good news of Jesus Christ in your life. Let us pray and then we'll continue to worship. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we thank you for this message, Lord, a message which is countercultural in so many ways. A message, Lord, which kind of goes against the rest of the world, Lord, in the sense that it's not about us, it's about you. It's not about my glory, but it's about your glory. And I thank you that we have Christ living in our lives. I pray we never take this for granted. I pray that we take our Christian faith seriously and continue to nurture and develop the life of Christ within us so that we might be beacons in the darkness. We may be shining lights, Lord, for people to see. They may see the glory of you. Just as the moon reflects the sun, I pray, Lord, that we can reflect your glory in all the things that we do in our conversations, in the way we act, the way we live our lives. I pray that we may continue to grow in maturity. I pray that the children who worship here and make loads of noise, yeah, Lord, as they see us growing, they may capture your glory through our lives as a community. Lord, we will make mistakes and we do make mistakes on a daily basis. I pray that as we continue to grow, we continue to ask for repentance and continue to say sorry, Lord, for the mistakes we make. And continue to encourage each other, Lord, when we fall down. it's okay, we just, we just pick ourselves back up. Or we, we pick one another up, Lord, and keep walking in your, in your light. Oh, Lord, we love you so much. And we thank you for the life we have in Christ. Amen.